Text Prison Story Family Salute, man. It's your boy Tim Snow back here with some breaking news. This is uh, never before published, I believe. The major media outlets will probably pay attention to this. Hey, let's hope it goes viral. We're trying. Rest in peace to the grandfather and the four kids that were killed. Because that is what happened, how it ended up. But there's been a lot, a lot of people with speculation about it being an inside job because nobody can understand exactly how it happened. And if you're not familiar with the Gonzalo Lopez case, literally what happened was he escaped off a Texas prison bus, took the bus, then disappeared. When they finally found him, he was in a truck in San Antonio, south of San Antonio, had a shootout with the police and was killed. So... It's literally a tragic story, but he was on the run for a while. People were thinking that he probably had police help, outside help. There were rumors about him being cartel, all kind of things. There was just so many rumors and speculation and stuff like that, okay? So we're going to clear up a little bit of that. It's literally not a, what TDCJ helped him by being negligent, but they didn't actually participate in the uh, escape okay and I'm gonna break it down to you the first thing they do when an inmate escapes is they first try to identify the way he escaped was it on feet horseback airplane Ray what's up brother airplane uh, something like that you know what I mean and judging on the amount of time that he's been missing and the speed that he might travel they set up a circular perimeter with police officers uh, state troopers anything retired police officers prison guards from other prisons are coming any person as law enforcement and certain volunteers will, will set this perimeter up and they have right to shoot an escape inmate you know that like literally it's it's shooting on sight with this guy because he's already a convicted murderer he came out of sig he was a confirmed gang member you know uh, he's about as bad as it can get he already had a body under his belt when he did this escape okay so I'm gonna let a couple more people jump in and I'm gonna get into the details. It's crazy. The second thing they do is, well, simultaneously, they go to your cell and search it for any clues at any time. They take anything they can find there, bring it to the escape site and give it to the dog so they have your whiff, whether it's your blanket, your pillow, a sock you left, pair of dirty boxers, anything like that, whether it's a letter you wrote, so they're going to search your cell. First thing, when they find out that this man just broke, they run to his cell and guess what they find, y'all? He had study manuals on survival skills. Literally had books that he was reading on how to survive in the woods. And that's what he was doing. So he was literally mentally preparing and teaching himself how to survive after the escape before it ever happened. All right. That day, when they put him on the chain bus, he sat first up in the first seat, right by the cage. And everybody is asking, how in the hell could this man cut through this cage and not get caught? Here's the amazing part. He rode the exact same bus the number is allegedly 14 times that he rode this exact same prison bus. 14 times he was first man on and sitting in that first seat. 
and he had a little hacksaw blade about that big. You can conceal it in your mouth. You can conceal it in your uh, anus, I guess. Whatever. I ain't no telling what you can do. If you're real, real serious, you can cut a piece of your skin and slide it under there and pull it back out later. There's a lot of things you can do with that because it's small. But a small hacksaw blade hardened after a long time of work. And especially if you got one, you keep breaking it down, bringing the sharper pieces. You understand? So think about it. 14 transports, and he broke out on the 14th one. He was a SEG inmate, so he was black boxed by himself. Literally, which black box means your your uh, feet are your feet are handcuffed. Okay, your hands are handcuffed, but you have a chain wrapped around your belt, and your hands are handcuffed to that chain, and you can't move. You can't pull them up. Can't go side to side. Nothing. The black box clamps over your handcuff hole because handcuffs are easy to pick. All right. The black box has a padlock, a master lock on it. But here goes the crazy part, and the part that the COs and everybody know. If you manipulate that black box enough, hit it on your seat, do some other crazy stuff going on, you can get it to shift enough very, very often to take that key, to, to see the keyhole and take it off. There's been more than one man escape out of the black box, okay? It's really, really hard. Uh, to do it because they're watching you and stuff like this so they're saying he he slipped the black box once he frees himself from the handcuffs which you can do with a paper clip bobby pin uh you can take a piece of a tin can and form it into the size of a handcuff key you can do things like that jay williams what's up brother salute you can uh make make it the size of a handcuff key you can do whatever okay so that's what he did as soon as his hands are free the black box around his waist, as he chain waist, is irrelevant. Bends down, takes his bottom cuffs off, and now he's free. The guard in the back of the bus that has no idea what's going on, and the guard in the front of the bus has no idea what's going on. Now, here's the part that we don't understand, and we don't know. Jay, share this one out to your community tab for me, if you don't mind, brother, and I'll owe you forever. I would appreciate that. Listen, oh, uh, so... This is the part nobody understands is how, literally, how he had the knife on the bus, okay? Because they strip search you for every move. Take your normal clothes, and literally, there's a sergeant that's supposed to do final check for the bus. So that sergeant is probably in big trouble. All right. He gets this knife that we still don't know how he got on the bus. It's even possible that during these 14 trips, he cut himself a knife out of the bus. That was my explanation to the officer. Well, he probably used a piece of the fence for the knife. And nobody was nobody can verify that part. Okay, so that's what's crazy. All right, he gets through the cage, comes up and stabs the driver. Him and the driver are wrestling, fighting around. The driver knows the bus probably going to flip. He pulls over, opens the door runs out the man is this is what's crazy there's never been a time when the system expects you to take a prison bus for your escape what would be the most noticeable thing in the entire world that you could possibly escape in other than a big white bus bluebird so that's never even crossing their mind okay he literally as he's wrestling with this guy jumping in the bus 
the guy in the back is running around so he can shoot him. It takes him too long. He literally, it happens so fast, he pops out. The man's already inside, taking off. Okay. All he can do is shoot out the tires. He literally shot out the tires. And the reason he didn't shoot him on the bus while he was while stabbing the man is because there's inmates between them. You're on a long bus. Here's the front, here's the back. And he's got a shotgun. You can't open fire and kill everybody because one man is escaping, okay? So that's what happened. Hold on. When he takes the bus, he makes it, I think, about a mile and a half down the road is what it was. Something like that. He abandons the bus. Leaves the prisoners on there. They don't want no part of it. They literally said, hey, we don't want to go. Don't want nothing to do with this. Well, he takes off by himself into the woods. Here's where we remember that he had the manuals. He was already training and preparing to live in the wilderness. You understand? So that's the thing. The next deal that they do in the perimeter search, after they close off the perimeter, they start searching every abandoned house, contacting residents, making sure they're not being held hostage or anything. The family that was killed, that was their weekend house that was there. Like literally, they didn't go every day. And it was searched. The house was definitely searched, they said, verified. They assumed that he was watching them search the house and then he entered it. You know what I mean? So literally they did they did what they were supposed to do. But I think they only searched it one time. So when he goes back in the house, now he has access to electricity, water, food storage, whatever. Okay. The house, all he wants is the truck. But he cannot leave all the cops and say he took the truck. Okay. So unfortunately, that's when this man killed his family. He literally killed them, took the truck. Thankfully, and I mean thankfully, that this family realized that they hadn't checked in with them, and they called and reported it. When they go, you know, they find they find out what happened. But now they know what truck he's in. You understand? So instead of quickly switching trucks or something like that, he probably, in my opinion, he probably should have kidnapped the driver with their car and not let them report it. But maybe he didn't want to do all that. He didn't have time, or it was too difficult. He took off in the truck. Am I breaking up? Ray say I'm breaking up. Can y'all hear me all right? It was four kids and a grandfather. Can y'all hear me okay? Somebody let me know. All right, I think you can hear me, Ray. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, so when they find him, when they find the man... In this family's truck south of San Antonio, he literally shot it out with the police. Okay, tell me where, where I left off, y'all. You know what I'm saying? If y'all didn't hear what I said, he was waiting on them to search the house, clear the house. And then he went back inside the house and stayed there. Ate their food and all that other stuff, you know what I'm saying? And uh, waited on them to show up. When they showed up, he killed the family, took the truck. And that's how they knew where to search for him, how to find him, was that truck. He didn't ditch the truck or nothing. 
They said he made it south of San Antonio. When he made it south of San Antonio, they literally had all points bulletin and roadblocks everywhere looking for him, found him, and he started out with the police. And he's a dead duck right now. You know what I'm saying? So, literally, I apologize if it's breaking up. Yeah, I'm literally on some, uh, on my hotspot right now. I don't have good Wi-Fi here in Lamar. But that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure how in the hell the dogs didn't get them. Is there anybody here that's ever worked with dogs? Y'all can let us know. And see, here's what here's the here's the negligent part. Fourteen times he rode the bus cutting it. They're clearing inmates off and on, but y'all are not checking and inspecting your buses. You understand? That's crazy. And shout out to D Town, man. Uh listen, make sure y'all tune in tomorrow. Me and OG Hollywood are going again. Hollywood from West Dallas. And uh, I was supposed to shout that out. I forgot I got got carried away. We did a good video about Ferguson Unit. If y'all didn't watch that, about what it's like to live in Texas most feared prison. That's the video right before this one. So make sure y'all check that out, man. Hollywood got a good channel too. And uh, we're going to start doing a lot of stuff together. Because we got a good little vibe going and stuff. But yeah, literally, for the simple fact that the state of Texas did not check their bus after 14 trips allegedly did not check it or whatever however the hell you say it obviously they didn't now this man killed five people took on went on the run could have killed more police officers so i mean this is something that the state of texas right now i'm sure somebody's watching they're going to cringe and they're not going to be happy about this information coming out because they don't release that type of things. See, this is the deal. I talked about it before. When the sheriff deputy jailer took her boyfriend out, constant updates, letting society know what's going on, where they at, be careful, told us how it happened, everything. In the state of Texas, you're always going to get a wall of silence, literally a wall of silence. And there's people in there that work for them that don't like the bullshit going on too. That's facts. You know what I mean? So, this one is kind of uh, crazy. How do you explain not checking the bus 14 times, y'all? 14 times. That's pretty serious, you know? No, he planned it. You got to go back to the first of this video. Yes, he planned it. He had, he had survival manuals in his cell. And it took him 14 trips is what I'm trying to tell you. So if you didn't, if you're just tuning in, make sure you check it out. Yeah, and hey, hey Sarah, there's nobody responsible for this mess. Not TS, it's TDCJ responsible for this mess. They messed up, and now they're gonna cover it up. But the family of those victims need to know that he cut himself out, and they had more than one chance to locate what was happening, but they didn't. So a lot of things are going to change. If y'all didn't hear what happened, they literally stopped all prison transports right now. Nobody is getting shipped in Texas for anything anywhere until this gets settled except for a medical transport. And just like last night or the night before, I can't remember, one of the damn uh, medical terrible wreck like on the freeway going to the hospital. So. so I didn't even know that video was right there. That's crazy. So anyway, I just wanted to touch base with y'all for a minute and put the truth out there, man, because it's probably never going to hit if I didn't do this. That's a fact right now. 
And yeah, that's probably what they're probably checking every single bus in their system right now, over and over again. And it's going to be a tedious situation. But yeah, they stop all transports. Nobody going nowhere. Period. Rick, I'm not sure how. I'm not sure. I don't even want to comment on how the victims passed away. I just know it happened. And you know, normally at a uh, weekend cabin or something like that, a man's gonna have some guns there, probably. Oh yeah, Ray. He was he was literally he had this planned out for a long time. You know what I mean? You know how long that took to have fourteen transports, and they're using the same bus back and forth. I'm pretty sure he was behind. I don't know, KK, but I'm pretty sure he was behind the bus. I mean, behind the driver because he wasn't spotted. You know what I mean? He probably, uh, when you're in that little seat behind the driver, your damn knees are scraping up against that wall right there. So it ain't a lot of, ain't a lot of room. And you can bet that all times he was doing it, other inmates seen him doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like literally. That was the inmate, inmate code. Nobody told on him. It's unbelievable how it happened, though. But anyway, I'm going to get out of here, y'all. Be tuned in tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Me and OG Hollywood going to go in again right here on Texas Prison Stories. And salute to Jay Williams in the chat, man. That was live. Uh, he's definitely the GOAT, man. We'll catch y'all later. Texas Prison Story. Found me y'all like and subscribe and all that. You know, I really don't like saying that. But, hey, go ahead and do it one time for me. And I'll catch y'all later. Thank you.